Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Welcome everyone this morning. Good transition there. Everyone's sitting in the dark because the lights have gone out. Hope that, who, who's, has the, I hope the lights haven't gone out for people. It's all good. Hey, welcome. It's actually it's quite hard to see you now because the lights have gone out, but welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you here. Um, I must say, Pastor Desiree did an amazing job, and um, you've also done an amazing job over the last 23 years of marriage. 23 years. So, yep. Amen. Putting up with me, having to put up with me. Uh, yeah. If you've got any, uh, uh, if you want to know what marriage is like, if you want to know any of those uh, viewpoints, just go and talk to Pastor Desiree and she'll tell you it's amazing. Uh, it's a bit like a roller coaster, amen. It has the ups and it's downs, but you always get to the end. You get to the finish. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome to church this morning. It is great to have you here, especially if you are visiting as a, as a student. And um, we love students. In fact, we love you so much. We're going to have a barbecue this Wednesday night down here at church, 7 p.m. onwards to the early hours of the morning. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, why? just so, so we get a chance to say hi, we get a chance to meet you. I want to encourage you to bring along yourself as well as your friends. And uh, it'll be a really awesome time. And so it's all on us. Uh, who likes uh, Eiffel at stake? Suddenly everyone's like, is it open to everyone? Um, but no, it'll be, it'll be a great time. We'd love to get to know you. And so um, you come down. If you can't make it at 7, make it at 8. If you can't make it at 8, make it at 9. I'm not sure. So um, it's going to be a good time. We've got an amazing young adults crew of uh, Alice and uh, Olivia and Sam and Dell and a whole lot of guys and girls. And it's just having a whole, whole good time. And so again, welcome if you are a student. Um, we're here to help and we're here to connect with you as well. Everyone needs a home away from home. Um, we're not here to replace anyone, but we are here to help bring life and, and joy and fun. Uh, and, and connecting into a great church is a really important thing. And so can I just encourage you to get connected into a great church? This is my one little bit of wisdom for every student that is looking for a new church. Go to the same church four weeks in a row. It just got quiet right there. I, I, I love the point that you've got to go and find a church that you can resonate and you can connect your heart with the vision of that church. But uh, it's very, really, really hard to do it one week at a time. I want to encourage you to get stuck in, uh, even find a place to serve, um, and all that, it'll help you find a good church that, uh, that you can serve God with. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we love you. Father, right now we pray for all the new students that have come into town. Oh, Lord, we pray your, your blessing over them. Lord, where things might feel like out of sorts or mum and dad are nah, not around to help do things. Lord, I thank you that you have equipped every single young person with faith and Lord, that, that with the ability, Lord, to go for, forward and further uh, into, into them growing into an amazing young men and women. And so, Lord, we bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, yeah, really looking forward to meeting you, uh, obviously, after the service. But 
also on Wednesday night down here at church. So yeah, as Pastor Desiree said, we are in the middle of the Go Big series. Who's been enjoying the Go Big series in your e-groups? E-groups, if you're unsure, is what we call life groups, cell groups, home groups, whatever. We meet during the week. Uh, if you're not in an e-group, go to the sign-up area today, and we'll make sure we find an e-group for you. But I've been enjoying the series in the Go Big. I really I like going big. Last week, I talked about the Mitre 10 ads. Who can remember the Mitre 10 ads? Big is good. And, and it's just always, always, I like being big is good. Um, but this week, we're talking about uh, having big thinking or thinking bigger. Uh, here, here's the thing. Over the last little while, everyone's figured out that they have a viewpoint. Right? You can talk to me this morning. Everyone's figured out that they have an opinion. Who has an opinion? Every hand should have gone up right there. Who knows someone who's opinionated? More hands are going up. Everyone has an opinion. Lord, I have an opinion. You have an opinion. Sometimes we're quiet about our opinion. Our opinion. Sometimes we're vocal about our opinion. We all know through the news right now, there's a certain group of people who have an opinion. And we all have an opinion. And, whether, and, and sometimes people share it whether we're wanting to know it or not. Have you heard the phrase, if I wanted your opinion, I would have rattled your cage? I don't know if that's an appropriate uh, uh, phrase, but everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a viewpoint. And here's the thing, but is your opinion small or is your opinion big? If we're talking about the Go Big series, what is our opinion about? What is our viewpoint about? And, and really this morning, there's only one place that I felt the Lord say to start. There's only one place that we can start of when it comes to thinking bigger in God. And that is a word that doesn't get thrown around a whole lot, but it's a word that really will help us have an opinion or a thinking bigger viewpoint in Christ. I don't know if you've guessed it already, or maybe you're having some guesses and you're thinking in your head, but you know this word? This word is repent. Repent. The Bible says in, 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 in Acts where, where, where Peter's preaching, he's like, they ask him, well, what must we do? And he says, well, repent and turn to God. Repent and turn to God. Well, what does that word repent mean? See, the, the word repent is broken up into two parts, re and pent. Anyone knows how to redo something or rewind something? Anyone remember those cassette tapes? Anyone remember cassette tapes? And if you wanted to rewind it, you had to get the pencil out and you stick it and you flung it around. How many people do not know what I'm talking about right now? A few people. But you have to redo or re-go back or rewind. We have, you know, Netflix these days, there's no such thing as rewind. You just click and you move the cursor and start. You can start it wherever you want. You don't have the pain of having to rewind. And then sometimes if you had a car like mine, it only would do fast forward. So you had to push the tape out, flip it over and fast forward it to rewind it, to then take it back and flip it around and put it back in again. Anyone know what I'm talking about? All right. Who's had a car where the tape has just got stuck in the cassette? The pain, the pain. But to rewind something is to re, is to go back to. 
is to go back to and and a pent really means uh, like penthouse as in the as in a hotel, the penthouse suite on the highest uh, uh, level of, of the hotel. Has anyone had the privilege of staying in the penthouse suite in a hotel? No, neither, neither, neither. In fact, I looked one day at the at the uh, Sofitel in Queenstown, staying in the penthouse suite. It was like seven thousand dollars a night. Yeah, I'm not going to be staying there. But the, really, what it goes penthouse means going back to the highest viewpoint. If we want to change our thinking, if we want to get larger thinking, we've got to go back to the highest viewpoint. That was, that's what repent means, is turn from our way, our thinking, and go back to God's thinking. Because God's view is the highest view. God's view is the highest view. And so this morning, I hope and I pray that you can go back to God's view and have big thinking. Who wants to have big thinking this morning? See, it all comes down to our perspective. We will have a perspective. I was listening to a, a message once by Pastor Mark Varagis of Kingdom City, and he talked about the perspective and, and looking at something from the ground floor versus looking at something from the 26th floor where his apartment was in, in, in Kuala Lumpur. And you could see so much further. You know, often in life, our thinking gets narrowed down because we only think about what is right in front of us. For many of you students this year, right now, I've just got to figure out where the first lecture for health science is. How many are doing health science this year? A few people, a few brave people putting their hands up. I remember going to a new school. I just had to figure out where the new first classroom was. That was my view. But here's the thing. God wants to enlarge your view. But sometimes you know it's hard. Because when you're in the middle of something and, and, and we can get narrowed thinking, that's where we have to force ourselves to repent and go, you know what, God, what is your view on this? What is your view on this? See, we all have opinions. I don't think it should be done that way. I think it should be done this way. Have you ever tried navigating and, or if you're going to a new location and, and figuring out which road to take? Desiree and I, we've, we lived in the UK for a little while, and we went on a holiday to um, Spain with a couple of friends of ours. And we had this rule, is, uh, whoever's driving, the, their, their spouse is navigating, and the other couple would just sit in the back, and we learned just to not say anything. <laughs> because because we, would, we would, have an, would have a viewpoint. No, you need to go this way. No, you need to go that way. It was the back, back when you actually had one of those roadmap atlases that you opened up and you had to read. There was no Google Maps, no nothing. And in fact, we drove uh, like it was no problem getting from Spain. I mean, from Barcelona to Madrid takes about an hour and a half. Well, I don't know how, can't remember how long it took. But it took us probably twice as much time driving around Madrid trying to find where we were staying. See, we all, no, go this way. Go that way. No, no, go, but stop, you know. Um, anyway, more fun. It was like, so good. Remember that time you said hola? Anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. She was talking to some police officers. officers. I digress, but it's funny. <laughs> now I'm thinking what viewpoint should I be taking here? On our wedding anniversary, you know, she does an amazing job navigating. Good viewpoint. Right, move on. <laughs> so we all have viewpoint. 
Maybe some of the stories in the Bible that you can think of right now with, with Joshua. Joshua had a viewpoint, having a discussion with the children of Israel at the end of his life. He's like, oh, you know what? Choose. Ah, this is my viewpoint. Just choose for yourself. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was, his, that was his viewpoint. He was like, we're not trying to push it on people, but that was his viewpoint. Caleb and Joshua were the spies in, in the book of Numbers, where, where they're like, come on, today, we can go, we can take the land. That was Joshua and Caleb's viewpoint, but the 10 other spies were like, no, 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 it's way too dangerous. We're going to die. We're going to get killed. It's too big. See, there's a viewpoint. I pray this morning that we learn that about repentance, about going back to God's view of, of, for our life, His way of thinking, because His thinking is big. So the first thing this morning I want to just share is what is your viewpoint? What is your viewpoint? What's your viewpoint on this? What's your viewpoint on that? Everyone has a viewpoint. But is it God's view? Is it God's view? You know, some of you might look at your finances and go, well, that's a viewpoint. But is it God's view? Some of you might look at your life and go, man, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm really angry and I'm bitter. And that's a viewpoint. But is, is that God's view? Uh, you, you might be frustrated or you might be thinking, I've got no direction or I've got no vision or I've got no purpose. But is that God's view? See, God's view is ultimately our view. And ultimately, we need to get the largest thinking that is His view. I want to, you might be thinking as a student this year, you come in and you, you started off with, with a purpose. And, you know, and, I'm, and I'm believing for you and I'm praying for you. And, 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 God, and you have got a purpose. But ultimately, if you release it and humble yourself and say, God, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. He'll lead you and he'll navigate you. Do you want to encourage you? And I'm, I know I'm focusing a little bit on students here this morning. That's one because we love you. And it's the first time you're probably in church. But can I say one of your, one of your biggest viewpoints that you're going to get challenged on is your time? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough time. We'll give you time to God. Come to church every Sunday and he'll redeem the rest of the week. He'll, he'll, are you honor him? He'll honor you. I want to encourage you, put God first, and congratulations for being in church this Sunday. Great star. But keep honoring God in your time. The Bible says to number our days. God's given us enough days. Let's honor God in our time. But what is your viewpoint? We've got to, as I said, learning how to repent. It's real hard sometimes because we're in the now. We're in the now. I'm thinking, man, today. It's, it's, it's now, I'm thinking, okay, cool. It's great that we've got so many people in church. It's awesome. But, you know, things are going to change. But I'm like, okay, God, what I've got to do? I've got to go back to your way. I've got to go back to your thinking. What does he have for the church? See, the church is not just Sunday. The church is all week. The church is through e-groups. It's through doing life. It's through meeting someone in a cafe, going playing pool on a Thursday night. I don't know. Going for a run with someone. That's the church. Right now, we've got to go to his viewpoint. The Bible says that we mean in the temple courts and house to house. Through this season that we're going to go through, we've got to learn how to go to God's viewpoint. We don't neglect either, but we make both work. 
Tar love. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, which says, Do not neglect meeting together, but to meet together to encourage one another and to spur one another on. And, and, and through this time, I love meetings in the temple courts, and it's awesome. But I think we're also going to have to learn how to continually meet with creative connection. That's his viewpoint. So what's your viewpoint on life right now? Does it suck? That's not common language. Oh. You, 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 you greet someone and say, hey, how's it going? They say, not bad. They measure it by bad. <laughs> At least, can we change it to go almost good? But we like, hey, how's it going? Oh, not bad. Why do we measure things by bad? We measure things by bad. It's like, how's it going? Oh, today. Awesome. Almost awesome. Three quarter, two quarters of the way to awesome. I'm not sure. God's faithful. I want to give you some homework. Come up with some a different greetings, different replies to greetings. We've got to go back to God's viewpoint. And I really believe that he wants to challenge us on our viewpoint, we've got another thing here is, you know, how do we do this then? In Romans chapter 12, some of you may know this, but it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each one a measure of faith. So we've got to learn how to transform our minds. We've got to go back to continually repenting every single day. God, what is your viewpoint on this? What is your viewpoint on this? We've got to turn. So often we, we get into ourselves into a mess. Why? Because we're running after our viewpoint. And that's when we repent and go back to God's viewpoint. See, repentance is not just about sin. Repentance is about continually honoring God in our thought thinking and our decision making in our entire life. There's many times I've been challenged in my thinking because I have an opinion. Just like you. My opinion sometimes sucks. But sometimes my opinion is good. But God says here, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? We renew our mind by going back to God's view. Not to think of ourselves more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly. As God has dealt each one a measure of faith. Here's the thing. Not to think less of yourself but to think of yourself as who God has created you to be with the measure of faith God has given you. I love that scripture. You know, the Bible also says in Proverbs chapter 23, for as he thinks so in his heart, so he is. You know, man, life sucks. Man, things are hard. Well, how about repenting? How about going back to God's view of your life? How about having bigger thinking? You know, okay, it might not change the situation straight away, but trusting in God and walking out through His will and through His life, it will slowly change our thinking to, you know what? God, how's it going today? Better than bad. And we get, to get into a place where we're slowly transforming our mind. How do you transform me? What's the easiest way to transform your mind? This is the easiest way. 
Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read the stories of faith. Read the, sto- the heroes of faith. Read the life of Jesus. Read the life of the apostles. Read the life of the prophets. Read the, read the books of history through, through creation, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Listen to the stories that they've gone through. See the moments that they had to challenge their thinking. See, everyone has a viewpoint, and, and their lives were challenged, and their thinking was challenged as well. So that was the first one. We've got a viewpoint. You've got a viewpoint. Number two, if we want to change our thinking and go larger in our thinking, we go with whose viewpoint? Whose viewpoint? Often, you know, we listen to people's viewpoints. Ah, you know, who's seen a good movie lately? How many times have you asked in the last year, what have you been watching on Netflix? Most people have asked that. Anyone know a good series on Netflix? If you're, if you're constantly looking for new series on Netflix, you're watching too much Netflix. <laughs> Just, all right. But why? We're, we're asking because we want to know whose opinion. We want to know that opinion. That's why testimony is so powerful. When we hear testimony, we hear someone's opinion of what God has done in their life and how Jesus has brought breakthrough. That's why a couple of weeks ago when we had a baptism service here, testimony was so powerful because we heard someone's viewpoint and someone's opinion of what Jesus has done in their life. I love hearing testimonies. I always ask people, how did you come to know Jesus? Why? Because that was that person's viewpoint and that person's opinion. And guess what? No one can argue with your testimony. No one can argue with what Jesus has done in your life. But whose opinions are you going to listen to? Often we hear a lot of opinions. In fact, there's an opinion in John chapter 11 and the story of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. There's an opinion the disciples and Jesus was just up the road about three or four hours up the road and they needed to get down, and Mary and Martha were wanting to get, get Jesus down because Lazarus was ill. But I like what Jesus says. He says in John chapter 11, verse 4, but, but when Jesus heard about it, about, about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. It's a good opinion. If you know one of your friends is in a a not a good space and they're they're close to death, who knows that we want to hold on to Jesus' opinion? But we know through this story, we know that Lazarus does die. Lazarus gets put in a tomb for four days and then Jesus turns up a little bit later. When Mary and Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she sent to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would, would, would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for. See, even Martha had an opinion. Lord, if only you'd been here. Lord, if only you'd been here. How many times have we had that opinion? I've had that opinion. Lord, if only you'd come through with this. Lord, if only that had happened. Or Lord, if only you'd answered my prayer. Lord, if only you'd done this. But here's the thing I like what Martha followed up with. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for. What was she doing? She was trying to align her opinion with Jesus' opinion. 
And Jesus' opinion was, uh, no, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Jesus comes down and now we read this now, an amazing miracle where he says to Lazarus, come out of the tomb and he comes out of the tomb and he lives. What an opinion. What a viewpoint. Whose viewpoint are you going to listen to? Through life, through challenges, through sicknesses, through hurt, through pain. Whose viewpoint are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to someone who's going to build you up? Are you going to listen to someone who's going to point you to Jesus? Are you going to listen to someone who's got faith? Whose viewpoint? I pray with your thinking to go big in your thinking. Is you got to go back to viewpoints that are enlarging Jesus out of your life. I want to encourage you this morning. We've got God's viewpoint. God's viewpoint. Maybe there's other situations. There are other situations in the Bible. Who's heard of Esther? Beautiful queen there in the book of Esther. And her, 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 her Mordecai, I think he was a cousin, and, and to answer, answered Esther, do you think in your heart that you will escape the king's place, palace any more than all of the other Jews? For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's the greatest line in the book of Esther that we read. Who knows, maybe you were born for such a time as this. Maybe if you don't know the background of the book of Esther, basically she was an undercover Jew. She was hidden, she was quiet. And there was a mandate that to destroy all the Jewish people in that time. But Mordecai was encouraging, encouraging her, come on, maybe you were born for such a time as this. She had someone in her life that was going to point her to God's view. Whose viewpoint are you going to listen to? In Samuel, was Jonathan saying, saying to David, hey, come on, perhaps God's going to give us a victory. Perhaps. I, I, want to, I want to hang out with some perhaps people rather than just some, no way, we're not going to go in. Uh, perhaps God's going to give us oh, like a bit of courage, a bit of, a, bit, a bit of a victory. Who are you hanging around with? Who are the people speaking into your life, hope and a future? I want to encourage you, your thinking has got to be bigger. Because why? We can lock, lock on to what Jesus has for our life. So where's your thinking right now? This, is all, this whole series is based on Isaiah chapter 54, where it says, Here, sing, O barren, you who have never born. Break forth into, into singing. Cry aloud, you, ha, you have not labored with ch child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman. It, go, it goes on to enlarge the place of your tent. But man, imagine that situation. Situation that she's, this lady's been in for all of her life. But the prophet here is saying to sing. And it was all about Sarah and Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael and but he was encouraging to sing. Sing in a place where breakthroughs never happened. What a way of thinking to go back to God's view, God's glory. I want to encourage you this morning. We have a viewpoint, but who else has a viewpoint? Worship team, if you guys can jump up, that'll be helpful. So to enlarge our thinking, let's enlarge our viewpoint. Let's repent. Let's continually go back 
to Jesus. Whose viewpoints are you listening to? You know, you can listen to the 10 other spies and not go in and, 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 and conquer the land. Or you could listen to Joshua and Caleb saying, yeah, let's take up today and go in. What's your viewpoint? I really believe that our thinking has got to be enlarged because with our enlargement of our thinking, our courage gets built. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to give something a go. You just got to give, 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 give your heart to Jesus and put your trust in Him. See, the last viewpoint this morning is, and I've, I've alluded to it all the way through, but it's His viewpoint. How do we think big? We think through God's viewpoint. Sometimes we're going to have to remove ourselves from our immediate to go, all right, God's, God, what's your viewpoint? God, what is your viewpoint? Many of you will know Jeremiah 29, 11. In the New King James Version, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. See, see His thoughts towards you. He knows the thoughts. He knows what He thinks about you. And often we live our lives a little bit like the parable of the talents and the servant has, get, get, gets given the five, the servant that gives, gets given the two, and the servant that give, gets given the one, and we, we measure ourselves by, am I the one? Am I the servant that has the one? Am I bearing my talent or am I, am I using my talent? Here's the thing. Why don't you live your life like the person who got, got given five talents? You know, okay, God, I'm going to take what you've given me and I'm going to double it and I'm going to use what you've given me. Why? Because of the ability that you've placed in my heart. And go back to what God has placed in your heart. For He knows His thoughts. He knows your life. He knows what He has for you. Sometimes our thinking goes, oh, who me? Couldn't be. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Yes, you. You gotta think. Just think. Oh, I'd never be able to do that. You wanna bet? I bet you you could. Well, because have you have you ever said I'd never be able to afford that pair of shoes? I'd never be able to afford that flat screen TV. I'd never be able to afford that those AirPods. I'm just thinking of all the things my son wants right now. Well, I love my children because they don't think small. They think big. Why? Because they, 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 they don't think about their bank account. They think about mum and dad's imaginary bank account. They think huge. I'm like... I find myself, like, we, we, we really try to protect our language because we don't want to create a poverty mindset. But I'm like, money doesn't grow on trees. You work hard, you get it. But I love their thinking because they just think big. They just think that plastic is fantastic. But the principle there is correct. See, when we think big and when we think about who God is to us and His viewpoint of us, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, God's view. I've always been amazed at Joseph's life. If you read through the book of Joseph and you think about how he was 
betrayed by his family, close family. How then he was accused of something he never did. And then he had to go back into, the, into prison. And all through his life, you just look at it and you're like, man, that's a rough life. But if you read in Psalm 105, it says, and this is the psalm is talking about how God has, has made a way and paved the way out for the children of Israel. And it says this, He's seen a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. See, Joseph was sent ahead. Joseph was sent ahead to save the children of Israel from famine in Canaan. They brought them all out of Canaan where there was a famine and brought them all down to Egypt and they survived. See, God's plan was to put, put Joseph there early. I look at that and I was like, man, God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I like what Jesus says when He teaches us how to pray. Many of you will know this. Maybe you've never heard it before, but He, he teaches us to pray in Matthew chapter 6 or teaching the disciples. He says, In this manner, therefore pray, O Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. He just starts off with something huge. And Father in heaven, heaven cannot be measured. Hallowed be your name. The glory of God cannot be measured. And He teaches us how to pray. I wonder this morning if, if we were to change our viewpoint and we could get into the place where it's like, okay, God, you've got this all in control. Your thoughts for me are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. I want to encourage you with your thinking. Just go big on our thinking. What's God calling you to do? I love this church. I love, I love the people in it. And I want to encourage students, get stuck in. Get stuck into your studies. Get stuck into life. Get stuck into the church. Get stuck into all that God has for you. Come on, if you're a family person, get stuck in. Get stuck in. Give it all to God. Why? Because His ways are higher than our ways. But what narrows us down is worry. Worry for me always shrinks my perspective. I don't know about you, maybe it doesn't, but when something happens, worry. Ah. But what does the Bible say? Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Where, where right now do you need to repent? Where do you need to let God guard your mind? And that comes from praying. I don't know about you, but I always feel like I never pray enough. I, I, like, I, I heard one day someone said, pray until you find the peace of God in your heart. 
Just keep praying. Or another one said, I've heard, I think it was Jürgen Matisius wrote a book called Push. Pray until something happens as an acronym. When we pray, we're aligning our heart with God's heart. This morning, if you're a parent dropping off your children, pray. Just pray. Yeah, God's got them. God's thoughts about them are amazing. God's thoughts about your son or your daughter are amazing. Because His ways are higher than our ways. Don't worry about anything but to pray about everything. Lastly, this morning, if we want to enlarge our thinking, we've got to repent of our life and give our lives to Jesus. I like what, what Jesus said in Luke chapter 22 when He was in the Garden of Gethsemane in Israel, just outside the, of the walls of Jerusalem. And he's, he's gone to pray. He walked away at about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then the angel of the Lord from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently and he was in such agony of the spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. This is the greatest way to live your life is to say, Father, not my will, but your will. When we can align our will with the Father's will, we ultimately will have the largest thinking that we could ever have. When we jump to our feet, we're going to pray. I pray this is encouraging. I pray it's stirring your spirit to think larger, to think bigger, not to narrow ourselves down to just the now and the here and now, but to know the goodness and the greatness and the awesomeness of God. As Jesus taught us how to pray, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Come on, where do you need to repent right now and align your thinking with God? Align your heart, your spirit with God. Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. Maybe it's worry that's, that's shrinking you down. Maybe it's worry that is holding you back. Well, why don't you pray this morning? Come to the Father and, and pray and release things. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will give you peace this morning. Father, I thank you that you're, you're stirring us and you're encouraging us to think bigger. But Lord, that comes from aligning our viewpoint with your viewpoint. And it comes from aligning our heart with your heart. It comes from aligning our spirit with your spirit. And so, Lord, it's not about my will or my viewpoint. It's not about someone else's viewpoint. But ultimately, Lord, it's about your viewpoint. I want to tell every single person this morning in this room that you're loved by God. And He thinks you are amazing. He thinks you're the best thing. You might be young, you might be old. But man, does he think about you. For I know the thoughts I have towards you. They're for good. It has a purpose and promise 
sometimes it's hard to understand how much Jesus loves us and how much God thinks about us. He loves you. And to enlarge our thinking this morning is just to go back to God's view. Some of you, maybe you got to go and climb Mount Kaukau. Go back to the highest view around here and just look out and see how good God is. Some of you in the spirit just need to lift. Just lift. Oh, hey, God, I know you got this. His view. His way. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room this morning, everyone online watching, other locations. Lord, wherever they are right now, we just lift our eyes and we repent and we turn to you. Lord, this year we're going to have big thinking, big thinking, knowing who you are, Jesus, that you've called us and purposed us. Lord, not our will, but your will be done as we align our heart with yours. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.